Hello, welcome to the second episode, episode 00 of the 52 Weeks of Sheep podcast. If you're here with us again, thank you. If you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Tammy. And I'm Allie. And we are your hosts for this wonderful podcast, which is the companion to the 52 Weeks of Sheep group on Facebook. It is the group where we spin 52 different breeds of sheep or fiber animals throughout the year of 2024. We are going to get started with talking about how this podcast came about, where you can find us, and some record keeping uh, things for your spinning and your fiber. I'm sorry, did I hear you right? Record keeping? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you not record keep, Allie? You know, I am trying, but I get sidetracked. That's how come I have so many bobbins, and I, I try. Let's just say I try. Okay, so 2024 is going to be better for both of us. Yes, exactly. Yes. I see accountability happening. Yes. That's almost a bad word, but no, that's really good. I need it. I really need it. I think we both do. Yeah. We're this both the ones with fiber stashes beyond our capacity. <laughs> yes. In a good way. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the podcast itself. This is an ad-free podcast, which is something that was really, really important to me. I am not a fan of listening to podcasts and then having commercial XYZ pop up and then going back to the podcast. I know they're important. I know that's how people can promote and, and do their things with ads. It's important for me to keep it ad-free. Ad-free. So in order to do that, what we have done is we have set up the podcast on Patreon. And Patreon, for those of you that don't know what it is, it is a platform where you can earn money through memberships and... That's how you support your podcast or whatever it is that you're creating. They do all sorts of creator type things there. For us, it's podcast. So we have two tiers in that podcast um, format. We have, do you love this? It's the Lamb Patron. I love it. Love it. Love it. I, it's 52 Weeks of Sheep. How could it not be something? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's appropriate. So... For that particular, uh, what do they call that? For that particular tier, what you guys get if you do that. There's also free, so you can you'll be able to find us. But you'll what you will get on that is you will get early access to episodes. The goal here, if we can stick to our timeline, we're gonna try. Yes. 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 <laughs> Even with our busy schedules is you, uh, land patrons will have early access to episodes. So the land patrons will have access on Mondays. Okay. Everybody else, Tuesdays. Sweet. So if early access is important to you, that might be a perk for you. The second thing, bonus episodes. Nice. Well, what does that mean? That is exclusive content only for patrons. Nice. For lambs? For lambs. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, we've got great guests coming up for it. That's what I hear. Yeah. I'm excited. 
guests and oh so much i can't even and get all into it. their information all i mean it's not just you and i it's and we're going to get in their heads and why they want or are doing that pacific breed or so the breeds we'll go ahead and cover as part of our regular podcasts. Okay. The bonuses are going to be meeting the shepherdess or shepherds. Or Possibly. Or maybe some big organizations or some people who are doing some great things or festival, live from a festival. I love or, it. Yeah. I, we don't have every single one of them planned out, but there are going to be, there's going to be one, at least one each month. For lamb patrons. Oh, that sounds exciting. And how much is that? $5 to be a lamb patron. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. The other thing that... That's like a cup of coffee. Right. Yeah. It's $5 a month. They also get priority questions and answers. So once they join, there's going to be a way on on Patreon that they can just send us a message with any of their questions or things that they want to know about. Oh, good. Yeah. That'll be fun. I think so. And then we get to um, learn about them a little bit and interact. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I do, too. And, of course, there's a quarterly raffle. Oh, that's my favorite. Right? Yeah. We'll just dump all those names into um, a random... Well, I like to print them out and put them in a basket and really do that. But there are those auto generators. We'll figure it out. It's okay. I'm tall. I can reach really high, and then you can jump and grab one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a plan. We've got this. Now, there's also an additional membership, and that is our flock membership. Oh, I love that, too. Yeah, you get to be a, a member of the flock patron. That one is $20 a month. Okay. It gets all of those great lamb perks, but then there's also a quarterly giveaway. So just a perk just for those in the flock. top tiers in the oh. flock. And there's an end-of-year raffle. Oh, I like that too. Oh, fun. Yep. And I think that end-of-year raffle is going to be kind of a big deal. I think, I think we can make it big. I know we can. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. So those are ways to support the ad-free content. So if you do like ad-free, thank you very much for joining us and for supporting us. Again, you can join for free and listen in wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, my caveat on that one, I'm still learning how all that works. <laughs> I've said it before. I'm sheep savvy. Yes. Tech savvy? Oh, yeah. We're working on it. We're, we'll get there. Now, here's the other cool thing. Once we reach a thousand patrons, what happens? I get to hire somebody to do the recording and the editing and the uploading. Nice. It, it will be really, really then cool. We can spend more time spinning and getting to know our lambs and our flock. Right. And the breeds of sheep that we're spinning. Yes. I yes. love it. Love it. I love it. So that's our goal. We're going to get there. So that's that's Patreon. Now, let's talk about record keeping. I know you weren't fond of this topic. Mm-mm. No? I actually like numbers, but my room where I keep, where, where I don't keep my records <laughs> is full of wool. And then I add to it. And then 
then I go and look or I've got some raw fiber in there and then I start working on it because I've washed it and then I get sidetracked and every time I go in there I see another project and then record keeping um, yeah we need I need help okay so what kind of things do you want to keep records of well I would like to know where I bought the product how much I spent when I actually even bought it. I mean, like, how old is my stash? <laughs> um, maybe we don't want to know Yeah, that. maybe that one. We should leave that one off. But, um, yeah, I, and then all the other good stuff that comes with it. We don't always know when we buy roving or, I mean, is most of your roving, is that what you have? Or do you have raw? Or do you have, I mean, like who we purchased it from, um, did it come raw, or did we get it that way, or did we dye it, um, was it a gift, I mean, because me, that's part of my problem, is I always like, mom, what can we get you for Christmas, uh, roving wool, anything like that, something new, but something wool, you know, something from the fiber world, and so then I get it, and then it's like Mother's Day, Mom, so it all accumulates, and <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. Okay, you asked me if I have raw or roving or yeah. other things. Yeah. All of the above. Nice. And I do it for very different reasons. So my raw fiber, a lot of that, and for those of you who have taken classes with me, you've heard, you've heard the number, you've heard the amount, you know it's astronomical but I'm teaching classes with it. So raw wool is very different. I teach a lot of fiber prep and I don't count that as part of my stash much to my other half's chagrin because <laughs> he thinks it's part of my stash. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be something else. It's my, it's in my own storage unit. It doesn't even affect him anymore. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. There you go. Yeah. And the other stuff's in the studio. It doesn't really affect him anymore. Oh, nice. Yes. So I have a lot. We'll just leave it at a lot. So you say you have raw. Do you process it yourself or in class or do you send it to a mill? All of the above. Okay. Most of my raw is reserved for classes. Okay. Unless it's something I bought specifically for a project or because I know the wool producer or I'm having... You know, there are certain things. And then when I support local farms here in Montana, which I like to do, mm -hmm. there was a small farm in Shepherd, Montana. They are no longer. <laughs> How appropriate. Right? <laughs> Go figure. And I would buy anywhere between 50 and 75 pounds of their merino wool. It was beautiful. Wow. And clear white and okay. very nice microns, the whole thing. Nice. And so that would go to the mill to be spun into what I called Montana Merino yarn. Okay. And then I would hand dye it or hand paint it, and that's what I would sell in the Goldie Knotts booth or on the Goldie Knotts website. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. So there, there were specific reasons for that. For roving, I, again, buy that a lot for classes. I teach a lot of beginning spinning. Okay. And I like roving. Yes. It's it's easy to work with. And for my stash, 90% of it is comb top. Okay. And do you normally just buy uh, four ounces or do you 
how do you know when you buy it? Do you just, is it, are you attracted to it for its color? Do you have a project in mind? Um, so I do, well, I try to have a project in mind when I see something. Usually it's the color yes. and the type of fiber that attract me. Color first, because I am very visual. Yeah, me too. And so what color is your color? I'm a fall color gal every step of the way. Oh, that's funny. I love pastels. I'm a pastel girl. There you go. Yeah. We all have our different things. What colors do you guys and, like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also am a very, so in addition to fall, I'm a very natural colors okay. girl. Yes. So I love naturally colored wool. Does natural mean that you like it in the natural color or that it's been naturally dyed? In the natural color. Okay. Usually. I okay. love natural dyes. But I know. That's another rabbit hole for another day. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll tell us. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> How many rabbit holes can we find? I know. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. We'll get into that another day too, okay. I think. Yes. All right. So natural colors means I love the... So my first lamb that I ever bought, his name is Stormy. He was mm. pitch black. Okay. He's now a really light silver. But I bought him because he was black. Okay, nice. And, and because I was coerced. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Not very hard, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually had to beg and plead to have this lamb. Oh. The second lamb I bought, I'm trying to think who it, that was Nellie. Okay. And Nellie was, she's no longer with us, but she was a chocolate brown. Oh, fun. Yep. And then my third one was Carbon. Mm. Mostly because of the color of her wool. So I, I would imagine you guys could probably all figure that yeah, out. I had a mental note mental right note. through my head. You want to know the funniest part of that? It wasn't true? No. Oh. <laughs> her ear tag was CO2. Oh, that is funny. Carbon. Yeah, carbon. I, I didn't know that when I bought her. Oh, that's funny. I don't even know that. a periodic table, right? Right. <laughs> it, was kind, it was kind of this meant to be. Yeah. She's also no longer with us, but she started out with a darker gray, and she also lightened up to this really pretty silver gray. Hmm. Um, and then... I wonder if that's what's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what happens to us all? <laughs> that's hilarious. That yeah, is funny. funny. Lambs can do that, except there is a breed that gets darker... CBMs, I believe. They actually oh, okay. get darker oh, as they get older. Hmm. So you've you've kind of gravitated to the darker colors. I have. Okay. I do like darker colors. I love silver gray, but I like yeah. darker colors. Yeah. And then when I started buying merino fleeces for personal use mm -hmm. from Steitzhoff Merinos okay. here in Montana, Yes. I have cash who's a really, really, green. Really green, right? Right. Green. Oh, okay. Don't you wish? <laughs> like yeah. money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cash. Cash. Cash is a really light silver, almost white. Ooh, that's nice. And then I bought Black Diamond. Black. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then I bought Sweet Pea. Hmm. What color is Sweet Pea? She is, again, a, a grayish, but... A little bit darker. Okay. I have Lyra on reserve for 2024. Oh, nice. And I'm trying to think. There was another one in there that I bought. I can't remember our name. 
but I also bought sort of a, a brownish Moric fleece. Oh, okay. So yes, I do like naturals. Yes. At any rate. But you notice I, I know their names. Yeah, that's good record keeping. Just that's in my memory. <laughs> There's nothing written down. Well, actually, no. It is written down in their bag of wool. Um, and we'll talk about how I store wool, or oh, maybe yeah. how I you store know. wool. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that. So when it comes to record keeping, my goal has always been, like you, I want to know where I got it, how much I paid for it. I do want to know when I got it. And then I want to know what I was going to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. as far as I got. Okay. okay. So, you, oh, another thing that I think would be important to that first question you asked is comfort level. Like, um, can I, do I just have to wear it on my head or do I have <laughs> to just make a dog bed out of it? Or, you know, can I, you know, have a nice sweater? Right. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be something I can have close to my skin or something I want far away from my skin? Yes. So that would be sort of a micron count. Okay. And with the micron count, the other thing I really like to know when I'm purchasing is staple length. Oh, yes. Yes. Do you do the flick test? Flick test? Oh, yeah, where you stretch it to yeah, hear, hear it, it to see how strong it is. Mm -hmm. I do that especially when I'm at shearings. Okay. Because yeah. what I want to know is the strength of that fleece. Yes. For those of you that don't know what that means is you're going to take a lock of fiber... And some people do this, some people don't. This is how I do it when I'm looking for initial strength. I'm pulling on it, and I hold it right up to my ear. And if you hear it sort of crackle a lot, that means it's a pretty healthy fleece. And as long as it's not pulling apart, like your ends don't pop off or anything, it's a pretty strong fleece as well. Okay. Okay. That's just my initial test. There are other things that I like to... To look at when I'm looking at fleeces. I haven't been to a shearing in a while. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> Although <laughs> I think I'm home with all of them. I, I did. I used to. Although I think I am going to a shearing the end of March. Oh. That I may have to tag along. It may or may not be a special guest for a special bonus episode. Oh. I see. I think it is. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> good. Good, good. So the other things that I think are important to know... And what I'll be doing is I'm going to be creating a document that I will post in the Facebook group to help folks with record keeping. And there'll be a separate note section for anything else, any other things that you want to keep track of for your own specific um, journey or okay. adventure here. So first thing that would be on that would be breed and color. Mm -hmm. So what breed of sheep is it? What color is that fleece? Where I got it, the yeah. date I purchased it, um, how much money I spent on it. Now, when I buy a fleece that is a coated fleece, that means they've worn a coat, those tend to be a little bit pricier than those that are just out in the pasture. Something that I've noticed. Yes. And there's a reason for that. When they're yeah. coated, you have to put it on. You have to put it on them. Well, they, the, the, right. the shepherd does, yes. or the breeder does. Yes. But for those of us who are spinners... Yes, that means no uh, VM. No vegetable matter. No vegetable matter, yes. Yeah. I can just start washing it. I don't have to pick it. I don't have to. I don't have to. I just wash it and go. 
Yeah, so it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice feature. Kind of like our short curly hair, the two of us. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, then I, I, again, microns, staple length. If you don't know microns, you can always send it into your local wool lab. They can measure that for you. I don't know how long everybody's takes, but here in Montana, we usually have a results back. I want to say it's a week or two when we send that in. So just so they know what a micron count, what would be a soft micron count, would you say um, for skin, next to skin softness? So you can have them as low as 13, although oh, isn't I, that crazy? it's crazy. I do have a 13 micron merino wow. fleece. Is it a lamb? Uh, no, this was not a lamb. It was bred for fineness. Okay. Um, I will tell you that I'm almost scared to continue processing that, that yeah. fleece. Yeah, that's almost like felting right there, right? Look at it cross-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it requires some pretty um, careful work. Okay. But generally, the fine micron counts that I work with are anywhere between a 16 and a 23. Okay, nice. And that is wonderful for next to skin. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to your mid-range, and they can be anywhere from, and some people still consider 24 on the fine range, but I call it sort of mid, anywhere between 24 and maybe 30. 30, yeah, yeah I'd say so. And then it, and then it's coarse. Coarse, yeah. yeah. And, and maybe some guard hairs and, yep, yeah, yeah. Okay. So those are micron counts, and that's the measurement of how fine the wool is. If it's raw wool that I have, this is another little checklist. If it's raw wool, how I processed it. Okay. Did I comb it? Did I card it? Did I wash it in hot water with unicorn, or did I wash it in cold water with dawn? I probably wouldn't do the second, but everybody's got their own method. Yeah. Okay. Um... What I liked about it, when I first saw it, what, what did I want? Yeah. You know, and I snapped my fingers because that's my, if I'm looking at it on a skirting table, what drew me to it? Yeah. And you're like, I've got to have it. You snapped your finger. It's yeah. It's going to be yours. It's going to be mine. We won't tell anybody else it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then when I started working with it, what I like, what I dislike about it. Maybe I got it home and it's really not the fleece I thought it was. Yeah. Has that happened? Not when I've purchased them, but when yeah. I've been given some fleeces. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I like to do is I like to keep samples of everything that I do. So I keep a raw lock. Oh, nice. And how do you store that? I mean, do you put it with a file? Do you tape it on or staple it? Or how do you keep it? I put it in a little plastic snack size bag. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Again, in theory, it should be stapled or part of my record-keeping page. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just in a folder. Okay. That works. Yeah. So there's plenty of ways you can keep records. Yeah. I prefer a binder if I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Like the plastic binders you can keep your paper in with all your notes. And yeah. And then plastic oh. sleeves. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So the binder itself, and then I'll have plastic sleeves for each sheet. And then what I can do is take those little plastic bags of the lock that's raw, the lock that's washed. Oh, do a comparison? Mm-hmm. Isn't it fun to see what difference it is from it may look white, and then once you wash it, how sparkly it gets? Yeah. And 
How divine. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who have done it, you know exactly the look on Allie's face as she's describing this. <laughs> it's so funny. I bring home a, a raw fiber and I have to put it up. My cats go berserk over all my raw fiber. It is like a cat magnet. It is weird. And they, they love it just as much as me. And I have a few pictures on my phone of the cats just laying on the bags. It is hilarious. You should share that. I should. Yeah. Share that in the group. I do have a picture. It was from a few years ago when we lived in Billings. I had a little spaniel mix dog. And the first year I brought all that merino home, I just popped it in the family room. I didn't have any place to store it then. And she climbed right up on top and took I it know. out. And they so I have pictures it. of her. Yeah. yeah. That's they, awesome. They know the good natural stuff. That's right. Exactly. So I do like to keep those raw samples, the wash samples, and then I like to keep a small sample of a single that I've spun. Oh, that's a good idea. Yep, and how I've plied it. So let's say I just two-plied it. Okay. I'm gonna keep a sample of that, and then, or if I've chain-plied it, or three-plied it, or whatever the case might be. Okay. I also like to note projects that I may use it for. So, Stuitzhoff Merino fleeces, they are going into a colorwork sweater. Oh, nice. After yes. I get Lyra's fleece this year, I'm gonna take a break for a year. I know that John and Carol don't wanna hear that, but I'm gonna <laughs> take a break for one year. Get caught up. Get caught up, yeah. process those fleeces, and start spinning them. But that is my goal. I've never knit a sweater. You? Right. Really? I know, because you've got so many beautiful things on your hooks right now. That sweater is, you made that, didn't you? I did. That's I even beautiful. wore one yesterday that I made. I'm on a, I'm on a, you know what? If I made it, by golly, I need to start wearing them more. It's winter. It's even winter. though it's 40 degrees out, you know? It's the weirdest winter we've ever had in Montana, as far as I know, as long yeah. as I've been here. Yeah, exactly. What happened to feet and feet of snow? We're going to see if Allie will post a picture of the sweater that she's wearing. Not necessarily on her, but she, we'll see if she'll post it. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. In the group, you guys should look for that. Yeah. It's a really pretty sweater. Thank you. So, yeah, I've never knit a sweater. So, 2024 is, a, you know, as long as I'm learning how to do podcasts, I might as well learn how to knit a sweater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do it. In all my spare time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have a specific thing in mind for it, I don't, you know, I like to keep just track of it. It's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, because our brains forget. Like, I tell myself, I'm going to remember, by golly, I don't know what's happening, but I, there's too many things going on in, upstairs and I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to multitask and it's yes. scary. It's very, very scary. What are some things that that you guys want to keep track of. If you'll do me a favor and send a message to 52weeksofsheep at gmail.com, let me know some things you wanna have on that record keeping sheet, because I would love to have your input so that folks can keep track of stuff. And it may be stuff that Allie and I haven't thought of yet, and hopefully we shared with you some things maybe that you haven't thought of yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay, so when we'll do that, I'll get that posted up for our first week, our first real week of spinning, which is the 15th with Black Welsh Mountain. 
fun. I can't wait to try it out. I know. It's sitting on my desk right now at home. Is it black? It is. Okay. Very dark brown, black. It, yeah, it, it is. So I'm really, really looking forward to doing that. How much do you spend, like, for, if since I want to participate this year, um, how much do you recommend purchasing so that we're not overwhelmed with, like, oh, my gosh, I ordered a whole pound, and I've got to spend it in a week? Well, first off, there's no real hard and fast rules. You spin it when you want to. Oh, great. Okay. There is that. But if you're wanting to keep on track with us for the whole 52 weeks, I generally get one to two ounces. And that's doable. That's really doable. Very doable. Okay. And for those of you who want to know how to split it so that you can, you know, ply it, usually I do a two-ply for most of my 52 weeks of sheep. That gives me a chance to really sit and spin two bobbins of singles. And I measure that on just a regular kitchen scale. I put an ounce in a bowl, and then I do make sure the other bowl is an ounce. Sometimes when you get your fiber, it's a little under an ounce or it's a little over an ounce. You know what I mean? Okay, when you buy it, it yeah. Evil, even I want to make sure it's even. Mm -hmm. Now, some things change. You know, if you're spinning and you're angry or you're having a stressful moment you may go through a little bit more fiber and it might be a little bit thicker i've noticed that too <laughs> I, I will sometimes i just have the tv on for the heck of it and so i'll be watching it and i'll have an intense um, moment and our intense moment and then i stop myself i'm like oh my gosh i don't know where i'm going with the spinning wheel but it's we're trucking <laughs> <laughs> you're just chuddling along yeah exactly so yes. one thing I do try to do is I try to spin consistently and that's just something I'm always really checking. mindful of and checking. And you know, I know that I may be spinning over three or four days. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I just listen to some calming music, have you, I am on Pandora mm -hmm. and it's just called Calm Radio. Oh. And it's super, super calm. All right, so we need to start wrapping up because we could talk forever. We could. But okay. I don't know that everybody wants to hear it. Oh, they do. They do. They do. <laughs> Just in segments. They yes. don't want to hear us in hours yeah, all at one time. So, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Again, make sure you send us information about what you want on your record-keeping sheets. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash 52 weeks of sheep, and that's with the number 52. And where can they find us on Facebook? I know where they can find me. You tell me where they can find you. They can find me at Curly U's Farms. Curly U Farms? Yes, sorry. That's okay. I know who I am, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like telling my phone number, right? Right. Um, and on Instagram, it is curly underscore underscore you, and it's not just you; it's E W E underscore Farms. Okay. And for me, you can find me on Facebook at Tammy Doherty Jordan or Goldie Knots Montana. And on Instagram, you can find us two ways. Well, you can find me at Goldie Knots MT. You can find the Fifty Two Weeks of Sheep group at. 52 weeks of sheep. Sweet. 
All right, until our next episode, because we are going to do one more for this week. We are doing a little bit of pre-recording. Allie made the trek over the hill to Lincoln from where she lives. And so we're going to do one more episode, get it recorded, and that one will release on Saturday. And if I remember correctly, we're going to be talking about um, how to engage with us and... What we like to, how we like to process our wool and wheels and spindles and all the fun stuff. That sounds good. All, all right. right. See you guys. See you guys. Happy spinning. <laughs>